Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast. We have a special guest, Chris Wynn from the Stay Host Podcast, joining me and Ian from the Vibes and Stuff Podcast. We're going to be discussing the following topics. LeBron James is the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers. Where is he? Isaiah Thomas, no Brinks truck for you. We'll discuss that as well. And also, Jabari Parker is now a Bull. We're going to discuss how we feel about that as Bulls fans. Also, we're going to talk about the top three teams that we look to surprise the NBA next season. Also, we're going to talk about some NFL news with Shady McCoy and Le'Veon Bell. And we're going to give out the ever-so-coveted Ain't Nobody Coming to See You Otis Award to a new player. To find out, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's good, man? It's been man, a long time. Man, nothing much, dog. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you good. I can hear you good. All right, cool. Welcome, everybody, to the Magnificent Vibes podcast. And uh, I also tagged Chris Wynn, so he should be stopping in shortly if he gets the alarm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. I know, man. I know. How was elder school, man? Man, outstanding, man. It was outstanding, man. Like, <clears throat> real. I wouldn't call it an eye opener, but they really dissected, like, um, you know, having the mind of Christ and being a shepherd, and you know, it, it was, it was, it was great, man. Great weekend, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, Chris, in, huh? Yeah. All right, what's up? Welcome. Uh, hey, tag your podcast, man. What's going on? What? Yeah, tag your podcast, man. Let us know where you're from. What's up, y'all? This is Chris from the Stay Ops Podcast. You know, it's the, it's the hottest thing going right now. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> if you want to hear uh, what makes sense in the world of sports and other stuff, for that matter, to the Stay House Podcast. Catch us on social media. We're on Instagram. We are on Twitter at Stay House Podcast. We're on all kinds of outlets. Uh, Google Play, iTunes. We just hit Spotify, man. So we're trying to do it big. All right, man. And we're trying to talk, man. We're trying to get that going, too, man. You're going to have to teach us a little something behind the scenes. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. That's what's up, man. Shout out to Stay Yachts, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So y'all doing your thing out there too, man. Stay oh, Stay Yachts was the original and the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the one that started all. So uh, we get this thing going, you know. So I want to touch on this uh, first. Before we touch on this topic, I just want to. Sad note, we lost one of our fellow sisters to gun, to, to a, a robbery over the weekend. She was unable to finish her last uh, day of the convention. So um, her name was Michelle Appleton. Did anybody know what congregation she was actually from? I know she was at yeah. 
Southtown um, for a little bit. Okay. Oh, uh, was she? Yeah, yeah, but she, she, she was in the humble park area when she got got attacked. Um, she, uh, she was going to Madison. Actually, uh, this was our convention this past weekend. We shared the same convention. Okay. And uh, quite a quite a few of the friends were broken up, man, because uh, you know, like I said, her congregation was there, and then you had some friends from neighboring congregations who was there. Mm. Uh, it was it was rough to hear because we I mean we got word of it pretty early because they were calling some of her relatives who were at the at the convention and uh, we had to assist uh, one sister I guess she was her niece or something like that she broke down had anxiety attack in the restroom when she heard so uh, some of the, as far as the brothers go and the brothers who were working and assisting in all the departments news got around pretty fast as to what was going down. And then uh, one of her brothers got final word when she eventually did pass, and uh, he didn't take it too well either, because you know that's that's like the second tragedy they've had at their congregation in the last couple months. So mm-hmm. uh, they had somebody else murdered within the last two months. Was, you know, prayers, prayers out to my sister's family and, and to that congregation, and you know we lost some other loved ones in the Christian congregation as well, man. So. I want to keep these individuals in our prayers. We know time's getting rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you all heard about the brother who committed suicide. No. Yeah. I didn't hear about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, Dar- Darwin Lennard was his name. I'm actually related to him through marriage. Um, his son married my cousin. So, right. uh, yeah, prayers to, to his family and the Ephraim family and, and all of them. So, yeah, Satan is busy. Yeah, was- Ashton's brother-in-law. Mm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely keep those families in your prayers. Uh, it's not, I mean, we live in safe system and uh, as long as safe system is here, we're going to continue to hear tragic stories like that. We just got to keep enduring. We just got to keep being courageous like our convention encouraged us to. And, um, you know, we'll be fine, man. We'll be fine. So, uh, so to pick things up on a, a liar, no. I just wanted to, you know, give our take this opportunity to give a shout out to that family, and hopefully they 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 can um, recover. Uh, things won't get better until we get to the new system. So uh, we hope to see our dear sister there when it's all said and done. So, uh, but the first topic of today's show uh, is going to be LeBron James. Now, I mentioned in the outline, GM LeBron. Of course, we all know is the ultimate player GM. Um, he was like that with the Cavs, but they, the Cavs never claimed that. But now that he's a Laker, I'm hearing reports that Magic Johnson is going to give LeBron James the say-so to all moves that are going to be made by the Lakers from this point on. So if, if the Lakers are considering a trade for any player or signing of any player, they're going to consult LeBron James first before they make any moves. How do you guys feel about this? I hate it. I hate it. Um, I think it's an unwise – if it's true, if, if all what we're hearing is true, that would be terrible, man. Like, like why have a GM? You know what I mean? If you're just going to kowtow to LeBron, like, we get it. He's great. He's the greatest player of our generation. But don't forget, he was the one who assembled that subpar Cavs team uh, in Cleveland 
Uh, he was the one responsible for getting Tristan Thompson $88 million to do nothing. Um, he was the one who got J.R. Smith, your boy, Hennessy Smith, back mm-hmm. on the you know, uh, uh, um, pitching a fuss when, when J.R. still wasn't signed two years ago to bring him back. Um, he's shown no signs of being, like, a great GM. Like, you know, and here's, this, here's the other thing. There's, also, there's, there's still such thing as salary caps and luxury taxes and, you know, all this other stuff that comes into play when, when assembling a basketball team. You know what I mean? You just can't yeah. like, oh, well, LeBron. Let me, let me. I'm LeBron James. Let me, let me pick this guy out of here and that guy out of there. And you know, I'm, I'm not denying he has some sort of influence or some level of influence, but you know, free reign. Uh, like he'll, he'll never have that. And if that's what they're trying to give them, then the Lakers are just they're more desperate than we thought, man. What do you think, Chris? It sounds like, it sounds like more have that sort of hierarchy it sounds like more of an ownership type spot Mm -hmm. because what's happening is they're setting up the trades and then say hey do you want to do this you know saying that's that's what you do with your owner Mm -hmm. you know so you have you have a guy out there fishing for deals and looking at players and say we're considering this then you go to lebron and say hey do you want to do this that's that's elevating him higher than gm to me and like and like uh like ian said it's it's you look at his his track record Mm -hmm. Cleveland, and, and when he did become very influential out there, what they ended up doing, and then turning around to complain about it. Yeah. Friends contracts. Uh, you got Isaiah Thomas in there, and you want to get him out. You got Kevin Love in there, and you want to get him out. It's, you know, you have you have to let somebody from the outside looking in have it. Not saying that LeBron James doesn't have that mind. He does. He he's very smart when it comes to basketball, but it's very difficult to look at the complete picture when you're in the inside of the picture. If you know what I'm right. saying. Yeah, I I agree with both of you guys. I think this is a bad move for the Lakers. They they need to stick to their guns. If they they work together to get LeBron James to the Lakers, so you know, and Magic Johnson. Who knows basketball better than Magic Johnson? Who knows basketball uh, better than, the, you know, the Lakers organization in the past? I'm not saying the last 10 years, but just the past. And then they got Rob Palenka. It's like, okay, I'm giving you the reins to be Rob Palenka now. Rob Palenka, I'm going to give your job to somebody else. That's basically what he told Palenka in basically agreeing to LeBron James Get, having a say so in all the moves, and he's already has gotten started. He he's the one that wanted a, a, a player so that he could sit back and be a sidekick and Lance Stevenson. He already picked Lance Stevenson <laughs> up. He already picked you know picked up the phone and wanted Rondo to come over. Javale McGee, hey, called him over. Then you got uh, you know Contavious Caldwell Pope resigns. That's a LeBron James move. Like look, LeBron. They're, they're saying that LeBron and, and Rondo came out and said this too in an interview that they you can't outshoot the Golden State Warriors. You have to uh, be physical. You have to be a more physical team. That's why they're taking this different approach and not getting all of these three-point shooters and have that tr- traditional type of LeBron team where he's ball dominant and guys just stay open for threes. So – I don't yeah. know how this whole thing is going to work out. I still don't think they're going to even challenge the Warriors this year, let alone 
some other teams in the West that we're going to get into later on in the show. But, like, I, I, don't, I don't trust this idea of having LeBron James make, having the last say-so in all the decisions that the Lakers make. You, you, know, you know what it reminds me of? And it, this is really my, my, my final word on that. Like, this reminds me of, like, a middle-aged man with, like, a little bit of money who's doing all right for himself. He gets with a really fine, hot chick. Yeah, and he's really happy. He's really happy he got chose by this hot chick. And then next thing you know, he's giving her the keys to his car, access his bank account. That's what the Lakers are doing with LeBron. They're, they're thrilled. They're thrilled that he chose us, and now they're just they're just going nuts with 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 their elation over it. So that's that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, I agree with that. But the Lakers, the Lakers don't have to do that. I mean, it, even though you've had some down years, you're still the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, that's what even even today's generation, that that jersey means something. That brand means something. Mm-hmm. It's it's what Hollywood is all about, man. People as good as the Clippers have been, people still ain't talking about the Clippers. It's what Hollywood is all about. You don't have to sell that to anybody. So you know you don't really need LeBron James per se to sell your organization. You're the Lakers, and on top of that, you have Magic Johnson. You got to point to the rafters. Like, look at all these banners. Look at all these numbers we get retired. We get the big names here. So I, I don't understand the whole having to, now, to sell. Yeah, now, and now they have one more big name, Lance Stevenson. <laughs> exactly. Here's another thing, too. That, and it, this, is a, or, this is the same organization, uh, just to kind of piggyback off your point, Chris. This is the same organization that – didn't want to give Shaquille O'Neal a contract because they wanted to give the reins to the Lakers, which at the time people were all upset at Kobe Bryant because he's the one that broke up the Lakers dynasty and, and this, that, and the other. But it turned out to be a smart decision by the Lakers organization. Now, they, they were under Jerry Buss back then, so it was a totally different um, management group back then. But the Lakers have had a history of making very good decisions over the past uh, few decades. And then ever since Jerry Buzz died, they have been making one bad decision after another, especially signing Kobe to that last contract, signing Steve Nash to that terrible contract. Like all of the, all of the decisions that the Lakers have been making up to this point have been horrible decisions up until signing LeBron James. And then you, you finally make a good move. And then you're saying, all right, I'm going to just hand the keys to – uh, a guy that 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 just he picked his own team in, in Cleveland and they only won one one out of three t- championships. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. Let you know, Magic, you came over here for a reason. You wanted to own the Lakers for a reason. You wanted to run the Lakers organization for a reason because you wanted them to get back to the top. Why are you handing the keys to a guy that has? Yeah, correct, true. He's been the eight straight NBA Finals, but that's not because it was all because of LeBron. There were chips that fell. Uh, side note, Ray Allen three-pointer with five seconds left. I'm not going to get into all that. But there, there were some other issues uh, that – there were some other reasons as to why the, Le- the, the LeBron's was successful in making it to eight straight finals. And it wasn't all because of LeBron. There were general managers that made good decisions. Pat Rowley had something to do with that. Like – you know, he didn't step over Rat Pat Rowley when he was in Miami to make some of these moves. So why are we doing this to Magic Johnson? I don't get it. Because Rouse, Rouse wouldn't let that happen anyway. You know, Rouse 
Riles was very adamant about that being his team. I mean, he looked for little pieces of input here and there, which you which you do with your star right. player. Riles wasn't going to have that happen. Like with this man, I mean, you can see LeBron's fingerprint on this team already. Uh, like mm-hmm. you said, because anybody that has given him any sort of problem that's still in the league that he had access to, that's what he went out and got. I mean, no worries were available other than JaVale, so he brought him over. Lance frustrates him, he brought him over. Rondo frustrates him, he brought him over. So it's almost True. like, you know, anybody that irritates me, I'd rather have them over here so I can keep my eye on them as opposed to them frustrating me through the playoffs. But it's not going to be right. anywhere. You know, no, you can't beat the Warriors out shooting them. You can't. But you sure not going to beat them out physically now because they went and got that. The big ox in the middle. <laughs> they did. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and that's true. You know, that, and that's what I mean. I, it's like, all, this is already headed down the wrong direction. And, and I, I don't, honestly, I, I just, I, I just see trouble. I just see trouble. I'm not, I've never been a fan of the <laughs> Lakers signing LeBron. I don't like the direction that they're going right now, but Hey, we'll see how it all plays out. Maybe I'm wrong. We, we don't know, but we'll see. Uh, the next topic is Isaiah Thomas, and I, I know you guys saw that he's only getting paid two million. He's signing with the Nuggets. How do y'all feel about this whole Isaiah Thomas situation? Do you think he got blackballed? Mm, I mean, <laughs> yes and no. Um, I, I do think he got somewhat blackballed out of Cleveland because he he wasn't going to kowtow to LeBron and just bow down and let LeBron take every shot. He was still going to play his game, so to speak. But at the same time, like, like his real estate, his real estate's gone. It had went down the moment he left Boston and Brad Stevens' system. I think Isaiah Thomas is a is a competent player. I think he's a he's a for his size. He's a pretty skilled player. But he was clearly, you know, his 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 numbers and everything were clearly the result of a system. Mm-hmm. Because after he left, you saw what happened. Like they just put the next guy in in, in, the, in the spot that he was in, right? Um, you know, and they looked like these. Um. So Isaiah Thomas, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be all right. You know, I, I do think he kind of got a raw deal with that with that Cleveland situation. Um. Because he was, I'm trying to think, was he the only real, like, other all-star on that team outside of LeBron? Oh, you know, you had Kevin Love. I forgot. Kevin Love was still there at the time. Um, But, you know, Cleveland's Cleveland's defense that year was terrible before and after Isaiah Thomas got there. Right. Yeah, I agree. He held up they still suck defensively. So, it's like (laughs) – why do why what yeah why is he all of a sudden a scapegoat? But at the same time, like he looked like a Superman in Boston because of that system. So his his real estate should have dropped, but I don't think it should have dropped this low. Yeah, I agree. Isaiah was was solid in other spots, man. He um he was putting up buckets in Phoenix. He was putting up buckets in Sacramento. I think what happens is this: when you when you're five. Let's be real. You're five, 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 six. You know everything got to be clicking. Everything. Yeah. You know, he he gave his max to the game, and that's how he was able to perform at such a high level. Then you take something away from him. You know he had the hip injury. He 
took forever to recover from him, even came back too early. And it may never even get back to where it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that had an effect on his game. So he's not going to ever be the same Isaiah. And when he's doing things that old Isaiah used to do, but you're looking like old Isaiah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna have an on your game. 93 Isaiah. He looking like he looking like Zeke Isaiah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's just it's just like when an old dude go to the court and he's trying to do the same stuff he was doing, you know what I'm saying, back when we was in high school. It's like, dude, you can't do that no more. Right. Now you're hurting us more than you're helping us. And I think he he was trying to do some stuff he used to be able to do before the hip. The hip is still hindering him. So it made him look bad. And then by being 5'5 five, five in the NBA, you know, you're going to be a liability defensively. I don't care how good you are. Yeah. I, 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 got, one, I got one thing that got kind of exposed. And this is the only thing I'm going to give any credit to a Fred Hoiberg for. And that's <laughs> calling him out for traveling his whole career. And ever since Hoiberg said that during that press conference, he's been getting called for traveling a lot. Like he's been like he's carrying that ball, man. He he's really carrying that ball. Refs are starts refs start locking into him, and they're calling it now. And so if it, if Hoiberg has never done anything right his whole career, he's he's got that right. Yeah, that's <laughs> he his, got that that's right. His contribution to the league. <laughs> hey, that's that's it. That that's his keys to the Hall of Fame right there. It's calling out Isaiah Thomas for carrying. But back back to to uh, what Chris said, I think with the whole injury situation and a lot of people I, I see it all the time you know I know the big three tournament is going on with Ice Cube's league and all the noise has been about Nate Robinson and people talking about oh Nate Robinson needs to be in the NBA he needs to be in the NBA but what people forget about Nate Robinson's career is that he also joined the Nuggets Nuggets paid him a lot more than what they paid Isaiah Thomas but he tore his ACL his first year with the Nuggets and after he came back from that torn ACL, he was not the same. He, his athleticism left. He couldn't really jump no more. His jump shot didn't have a lot of elevation anymore. And a lot of teams just didn't want to take a chance on Isaiah Th- I mean, not Isaiah Thomas, but Nate Robertson anymore. And so now we're seeing the same thing happen. What, what happened to Nate Robertson happened to Isaiah Thomas' career. It's, it's common amongst all these players that are 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, I mean, look at Muzzy Bowles' career. He had a great career in Charlotte, but what did he do after that? Nobody knows because he had some bad injuries that kind of messed up his career. Spud Webb lasted a little longer. He was with Atlanta for some years, played well. He wasn't super athletic. He wasn't known for being a super athletic player. He was more of a floor general. Uh, Nate, you know, Avery Johnson, uh, he had a decent career too. But once injuries hit you when you that short – and you're in a league amongst guys over six feet and over, and nowadays seven foot two and can handle the ball, it's it gets rough, man. It gets tough. And the Nuggets <laughs> got a nice squad over there, and I don't see him getting a lot of playing time because you got that boy Murray at point guard that's just – I think is going to be an all-star. Well, I don't think he's going to be an all-star next year because the West is loaded. But if he was in the East, he would be an all-star like right away. And so I don't know how he's going to get playing time playing behind him. I think Isaiah Thomas' career is about to be over soon. Could be. Could be. Nate is getting lit up by Mark Moody. <laughs> I did see that, Chris. I, I, saw that, I saw that yesterday. I meant, to, <laughs> I meant to bring that up. I forgot about that. I didn't see if anybody saw that. But, yeah, Mark Moody could still shoot. 
That's somebody I wouldn't mind seeing get a shot one more time. Hey. You know, just bring him for five or six minutes and just. Oh, he will didn't excel. He, didn't he get? Didn't he get blackballed because he wouldn't say the pledge of allegiance? Pretty. Much. Oh yeah, he was Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick. He was. I call him Colin Curry. He was Steph Curry before <laughs> Steph Curry. He was Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick. That might be a bit of an overstatement, but okay, <laughs> I get it. I mean, look up some old highlights, man. The man played. He they are, their games were pretty. I ain't saying he was as good as Steph Curry, but they were identical. They both had a pretty, you know, lethal jump shot. He's not as great of a shooter as uh, uh, Steph Curry, but he was a great free throw shooter. I think he was one. He had one of the best free throw percentages in NBA history as far as uh, shooting free throws. So, and he's got a, he was a killer. huh? He was a killer. Yeah, he got a video actually on YouTube that he just posted. I watched it last week, and it made me want to go out on the basketball court and start shooting jump shots again. But he, he basically illustrated, you know, what a, the proper way to shoot a jump shot. And it was like a seven-minute video, and I felt like I learned more from that watching anything from uh, JaVale McGee's Shaq and the Fool highlights. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. But, yeah, you're right. My, my move, man, looked like he could still play in the league, man. Yeah, man. It's a shame he got black blackballed the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, going to our next topic. Uh, we about to discuss a fellow Chicago win. I don't know if he's from 72nd Polina with, uh, with, <laughs> with um, folks and all that, with, with pool folks. But uh, Jabari Parker just signed a, I would say $20 million. As they said, to say, correct me if I'm wrong, the second year is not guaranteed, right? Right. So how do y'all feel about that signing? And what, it, what it says to me that the Bulls are really low on options, man. You're giving twenty million to, to to Jabari Parker based on what? Like, what did he do in Milwaukee that justifies giving him twenty million a year? Like, our options are bad, man. Like, like isn't that more than the Clay Thompson makes? Mm. Like, I think Clay Thompson Probably is only because like they're all, seventeen. They're all taking less money though. Yeah, yeah. Golden State half they're they're working the system so they can keep the super teams together. Right, right. I, I get that, but like, come on, man. Like, like, the Bulls are going to regret this decision, man. I mean, at least they're trying. I guess they. I give the organization e for effort because it's like, outside of Mark Cannon, man, we don't appear to be strong at any position. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't don't come at me talk. Don't come at me talking about some Zach Levine. Like, <laughs> he still got a he still got a lot a lot of growing to do, a lot to prove. Um, it just, I don't know, man. This just speaks to the to the Bulls' desperation and lack of options, man. I'm I'm not crazy about it. Um, I'd rather give I'd rather give that I would have rather seen them give that money to a still injured uh, Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> Can't argue with that. What you think, Chris? I'm okay with it. And I'm gonna tell you why. The structure of the deal makes me okay with it because you had money you had to spend, pretty much. I mean, it was either going to be spent or it was going to sit there. I would have rather have seen Rodney Hood. Um, I do like Rodney Hood better than Jabari, but yeah. A lack of injury history. Uh, he's more suited to play the wing. I think Jabari, they're going to try to force him into a three, but he's more of a four. But this, the structure of the deal, one thing I, I, I never accuse the Bulls of doing, 90% of the time they're going to be fiscally responsible. 
Mm-hmm. So the structure of the deal is such where, okay, here, here you go, Jabari. You got to prove yourself. You got a chip on your shoulder. Let's see what you got. We'll give you $20 million. If you trash, we got a team option. You're gone. Your career, you know, your career is going to be done. You came back home. You know, you didn't do nothing with it. You you did all this fussing and cussing about how you deserve this, you deserve that. Milwaukee was disrespecting you, this, that, and the third. Okay, here's 20 mil, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The is over with, and then, you know, 2019 free agency, they're going to maybe capitalize on these other one-year deals that was thrown out there to where you'll have a, a Boogie Cousins who will supposedly be back from his injury, to where you have Paul George one year more tired of Russell Westbrook. So, you know, those options are there. So that's why the only reason I rock with it is because it's that one year opt out. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I'm not wild about the move, but I'm, I'm not mad at the move. I understand why they did it. Uh, Jabari, uh, honestly, Jabari was a victim of, of Greek freak just exploding onto the scene because he was the, I think he was the, he was the number two pick under Andrew Wiggins. He was projected to be the future of the team. And he had the two torn ACLs that kind of derailed his career. And in the process of that, the Greek freak just took over Milwaukee and he basically just got kicked to the curve. Like, Hey, well, you know, we're trying, but we, we don't have the patience to, to, to see if you're going to develop Maybe you are better off. Hey, hey Rodney, you, you broke up for a second, Rodney. What'd you say again? All right. So uh, I was basically saying that Jabari got left under the shadows of, of Greek Freak because of those two injuries that derailed him. So, right. so now, you know, I think Milwaukee didn't really want to pay him because it's like, we don't want to take another chance on you. We'd rather you go somewhere, get, get your money. And maybe if something, it, it, kudos to you if you turn out to be a Victor Oladipo somewhere else. So that's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, maybe he could hey, come right. to the Bulls. If you got bad reception or something, but it, it keep, I keep getting the robot voice. Getting the robot voice? Okay. Let me see if I can <laughs> step to another area in the room. Uh, is this better? Yeah, that's better. We we had the magnificent vibes, man. We gonna make it do what it do. It's it's we bootleg, but hey, man, we still get the people. With <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. We ain't, you know, we ain't stay ass, but we we trying over here. Uh, <laughs> no, I was gotta start. What was the last thing y'all heard? Um, I heard. So it's 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 what what Ian heard. Oh, okay. Well, I was just saying that, you know, Jabari's Parker, the derailment of it, I think Milwaukee didn't want to take another chance on him. So they they wanted to see if he can go somewhere else and get paid and maybe have a Victor Oladipo-type career somewhere else. And that's how I'm looking at it. He could possibly be, you know, he could come over here and be one or two things, a bust, or, you know, he could be an all-star for the East. It, it could be one or two things. We don't know, but him being in, in front of his home fans, I think it'll definitely. Oh, we lost Ian. We lost Ian. He dropped out. Chris yeah. is still here. Yeah, I think he's in the bad. He's, either he's in the bad area or or anything. But yeah, I'm not gonna repeat the same thing. But yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I, I think Jabari was not that bad of a signing to me. I felt like. You know, it is what it is. 
if he if he trash, he trash. It only costs the Bulls twenty million. They they can let him bounce somewhere else, or if he end up doing good, that they can keep. And uh, Bulls, what they need to, huh? Keep him at twenty million dollars if he kill, which is a discount. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I gotta send Ian the link. He's he he just got out. He just got tagged out. I think he should be able to get back in. Send him that share link. The share link. Okay. See. I'm trying to figure out. Might have to. I'm a. I'm a tag off, and then we'll we'll all tag back in again. All right, Chris. Okay. All right. All right. I got you on, Chris. I'm just waiting for uh, Ian to tag back in. Okay. But uh, in the meantime, I uh, just wanted to discuss real, real quick. Just we'll have to focus on this next one. Ian, you yeah, back no. on? All right. Can you hear me good? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I was, uh, I don't know what happened. I just got disconnected. Oh, okay. All right. So I was going to go to the next topic, um, and we could briefly just discuss this one. Carmelo Anthony, do y'all think he's a first ballot MVP? I mean, uh, Hall of Famer. Better, better yet, Hall of Famer. What do y'all think about his Hall of Fame? Um, status. I, I would say yes, uh, just because of what he's he's done on the scoring tip. Um, I mean, yeah, he ain't done much in the playoffs, and he hasn't showed himself to be a real true competitor like a lot of his peers and contemporaries. But I mean, he's one of the few players that I believe has twenty five thousand points or more. I believe. Okay. Um. So I mean, that being said, like that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, I've seen worse get inducted into the Hall of Fame, so I wouldn't have a problem with seeing Melo in the Hall of Fame. Nah, not at all. For a long time, man, Melo was Denver. You know what I'm saying? It was when he first came into the league, he actually was making playoff impacts when he first came in. Yeah. Uh, he was getting deep in the, in the playoffs. Uh, he had a nice little series against Kobe where they was going back and forth. Uh, got Kobe's respect early on in his career. Um, I'm on the fence with that, but I'm going to go ahead and say yeah, uh, because I've never been big on that whole what ballot you go in on, man. You either Hall of Famer or you're not. Right. And Melo's a Hall of Famer. I mean, that, that dude fall out of bed getting 20. That's true. Even now he can do that. Yeah. I mean, it takes 25 shots now. But... <laughs> But he, but he, he, get, he, he gets you get 20, 20, though. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 5 or 25, but he'll, still, he'll get the rest at the free throw line. That's what's up. That's what he's going to do for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he's a, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think – actually, I think he's a first ballot I, no, with no question. Um, Trace McGrady never made – never won a playoff series until he got to the Spurs, and he was on the bench for most of that time. So uh, – you know, and he got in on the first. I feel like Melo accomplished a lot with Denver. 
Um, that that Lakers Denver series was underrated. That was a really good uh-huh. series, really good series. Melo, that was like, that was like Melo at the top of his game. I, I, you know, with the precision shooting, he even played a little defense on that squad that year yep. too. And then his first couple of years in New York, he played, he, he balled out. They made it to the playoffs. If it wasn't for Amari Stoudemire punching a fire hydrant glass, I don't know what that was all about. But he ruined their chances of beating the Heat that one year. So that wasn't Melo's fault. I threw that series on, on Amari because they really needed him for that series and for him to do that and knock himself. I think one or two games in that series he didn't play because of that. Uh, that really costed them that series. But uh, honestly, Melo is a first ballot. You know, And speaking of First ballot Hall of Famers. We're gonna talk about. Hey, real quick, real quick, uh, Ronnie. wasn't Wasn't Raymond Felton on that next team too? Oh, I gotta look that up. I gotta look that up. Because they made it to the playoffs twice. I think they one year they had lost to the the Heat. Yeah. They lost to the Heat and they lost to Indiana. I think that was the series when Roy Hibbert blocked uh, Melo's dunk attempt. Yeah. So yeah, it was one of those years. I think I think Raymond Felton was on one of those teams. He, if not both, but yeah, if I have to look that up. And, in fact, I'm gonna be doing that right now. And in Melo's defense, man, I mean, when you look at the body of his career, I feel a little bad for the dude because every every stop he makes, he either got Raymond Felton or J.R. Smith on his team. Dude, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like it's like these dudes follow him. So Yeah. Yeah. Is it Melo really doesn't want to win or is it everywhere he goes, they always seem to sign J.R. Smith or Raymond Felt? Yeah. He got the curse of the raggedy man. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, so he was with the Knicks. Yes, you guys were right. He was on both of those squads. He was there. Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton looked like he still hide his weed in his booty. <laughs> With a Twinkie inside of it. <laughs> that dude can eat. Oh, I don't. I don't understand why he's around. Yeah, I don't either. I remember so Chris. People who can play basketball. I remember Chris sent me a, a highlight on Instagram one time. I think it was who was it D Wade that blocked? I mean, it was a nasty block. This is an old D Wade that can't jump no more. And Raymond Felton went up for a layup, and Raymond Felton had the confident, the most confident look on his face, as if he was going to make this <laughs> two point layup. And when he went up, Dwayne Wade came out of nowhere, did it like the the patented chase down LeBron block, blocked his shot out of bounds, and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wasn't even doing nothing that night. I don't know. I didn't even know that that Raymond Felton was playing that night. And Chris sent me the the, the direct message, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this dude is still <laughs> trash. Still trash. Still trash." You know, Dwayne Wade's knees only give him one jump per game. <laughs> and he made sure he said, "Whatever I do." Raymond Felton is not going to make a layup in this game. Even if I have to sacrifice <laughs> my knees and my ankles, this man is not getting a wide open layup. He made sure he didn't get it that night. That was that was amazing. But uh, so, uh, speaking of agility and, and speed, let's talk about player rating. Now, I saw this thing last night. Uh, LeBron James is going to be rated overall a 98 
on the new 2K19. Now, I don't play 2K anymore, but it, it made me do something when I saw that. I looked up. I, I, thought, I felt this was an insult to Lance Stevenson. I looked up Lance Stevenson's 2K18 rating because they don't have the two. They don't have uh, the ratings for all the players yet for 2K19 because I tr tried to look it up and I didn't see it. But I saw Lance Stevenson's rating from last year and is a 76. So hmm. that's 20 points, roughly t over 20 points less than LeBron James. Now, my question is, what will Lance Stevenson rating be since now he's on the Lakers? So that usually LeBron James play elevates other Lakers overall ratings. If if LeBron is at ninety eight, I'm putting Lance in ninety nine. No less than ninety nine. <laughs> How about you, Chris? This, I don't know is, if you still a, play two K. Man, this is a travesty right here. Back, man. The disrespect <laughs> to the to the goat, man. Can you believe that? <laughs> hey, man. I I was I was, I was flabbergasted. Looking, I was looking at Lance Stevenson highlights. The other day on YouTube, man, the man is a natural born talent, man. A lot of those highlights was him dancing, like, but you know, but the basketball ones was on point. Man. Dude is a beast, man. He's a crowd favorite. He can dance, lock down defense. You know, he ain't scared of no competitors. That's what I mean. That's more. That's more. That's more than I can say about the entire Toronto Raptors team. Yeah, that's true. I can't even name any players off their bench except. All right, yeah, let's continue with this topic. Uh, yeah, so Chris, what you think? <laughs> I haven't, I, I didn't play uh 18, I played 17. Um, our 18 was kind of kind of trash. I heard but, 18 was pretty bad. I've been, I've been hearing a lot of criticism of 18. Yeah, yeah, and part of that is the disrespect of Lance Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, they got the Lance Stevenson curse. Yeah, man, they not they until they do right by Lance, man. The game is gonna be trash. Hey, live making a comeback. They didn't came out with like two straight. I heard both of them was kind of fire. Let, I, I love Lance, man. It's uh, he's a he's an interesting follow on social media too. So oh I'm, man, uh, bro, he's been setting social media on fire. Have you seen the videos in? No, not not from social media. Oh, bro! I'm gonna have to send. I'm gonna have to send them to you, man. I'm gonna have to send you to yeah. you. This man shooting. The man shooting baskets in his backyard, dancing to, to what was that? Shaggy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was. He so he he came out of his truck. He was dribbling, and then he shot a three. And when he hit it, he was he started dancing to Shaggy's. Uh, what is it Mr. Lover Lover? That Mr. was Mr. Boom Basket. Mr. Boom Basket. Yeah, Mr. Boom Basket. Bro, hey man, and he has great taste in music, man. Yeah, dude. Lance, Lance Stevenson is a true Renaissance man. He is. I, I I will have to agree with that. Yep. All if right. There were only a Renaissance rating in two K. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's gonna be my next tag, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to send. Uh, I'm gonna have to DM uh, the makers of two K. Yeah, uh, include Renaissance in the rating, the overall ratings uh, list, please. That will boost his rating up at least 20 points. At least. Get a man 98. I mean, I'll be happy if they just tied him with LeBron James. But come on, man. 76, that's an insult. That's an insult. All right. So now we're going to get serious. Se se second segment, 
we gonna we we gonna delve into this NBA the next season because um, everybody's talking about all oh, the season is over. I just might as well hand a trophy to the Warriors. But honestly, I think it's gonna be the year of some surprise teams that nobody see coming. So, uh, are there any teams that jump out to you guys that could make some noise and possibly knock off some top seeds? Now, now, are we doing the three? Yeah, per it could be three. Yeah, three per conference. If you could choose see, three per conference. There's three teams I'm watching at each, each conference, but some of them I'm watching for the, the, all the right reasons. Some of them I'm watching for all the wrong reasons. And some of them I'm watching for a little mix of both. Um, Western Conference, you know, of course, all eyes are on L.A. to see what they're going to do. We just got through talking about Lance Stevenson. I can't wait to see how he's going to shake up the league. Definitely going to be watching the Lakers next year. The other team, man, I'm I'm, I'm real curious to see what they do is the Utah Jazz. Um, you know, okay. they, they, they seem to have a good coaching system. They got a superstar in Donovan Mitchell, man. Rudy Gobert is still a beast. I'd be, I'd be anxious to see how they build on that, if they could keep the momentum going. Or did they just have a Cinderella season last year? Um, okay, the, the so Utah. Team, yeah, Utah definitely. And then the third team, man, I'm kind of looking at them, but I'm looking at them for all the wrong reasons, man. I wonder what's going to happen with these t- Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, locker room drama, you know what I mean? They did good to get their little eighth seed in the Western Conference last year, and, you know, that was it. But, like, I don't know, man. Something seems broken over there. Something seems broken. You know, I don't know what, I don't know who, but something seems broken. Now, as far as the Eastern Conference, man, um, I'm looking at the Bulls, man. I'm looking at the Bulls. This just This Jabari move has me curious. To see what's going to happen for the right reasons see. or the wrong reasons, and a little bit of both. Okay, a little bit of both. You know, Mark Cannon had a great rookie year. Um, you know, Zach Levine, like I said, he he got a lot to prove to me still. Um, you know, are the Bulls going to get some W's, man, or or is Fred Hoiberg just going to be Fred Hoiberg and Hoiberg it up, basically? Right. Um, the other the other team in the East that I'm looking at, man. Um, uh, who was oh Detroit? Detroit. Um, they got a new coach now, so I'm real anxious to see what a really they're gonna good coach. Uh, they still got uh, uh, of course Blake and, and Andre Drummond and Reggie Reggie Jackson still over there, right? Yeah. Say it again. Reggie Jackson still over there, right? He's there. Yeah, he is. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Reggie Jackson still over there, and then the other team I'm I'm kind of looking at for kind of. All the wrong reasons, man. Toronto, man. Like, especially if they get Kawhi. Um, you know, it's just I don't know, man. Toronto just I feel they should they should have just blown that up. So now that Le- LeBron's not in the East anymore, like I'm I'm real curious to see what they're gonna do, especially in the playoffs. More in the playoffs than the than the regular season, really. Um, because we all know it's not hard to make the playoffs in the East now. So mm-hmm. uh I'm kind of curious to see what they'll do um, if they've been humble. You know what I mean? Because it's like it, – it's let's let's be honest, man. In the East, it's all about the Sixers and the Celtics right now. Right. You know, I know Toronto's going to try to puff their chests up toward the end of the year and, you know, hey, hey you know, we, we can be kings kings of the East too. But it's like, nah, nah, you can't. Like, <laughs> great, 
Drake is the face of y'all's franchise and the face of y'all's fan base. Like, nah, nah. Chris, who you got? Ian don't believe in the six god. Uh, no, he don't. Never did. Never did. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And they're gonna they're gonna get Kawhi just in time to not have to play LeBron. Uh, Let's start out east. Okay. I think I think they're actually trying to make the playoffs. Uh, the Jabari. You know what I think happened? To I think they they went to the summer league, and I'm not one to put a whole lot of stock in the summer league. I look for certain things, but I don't like these blockbuster performances. I don't. I'm necessarily look at that because you have like. Tony Snell and Doug McDermott, who killed the summer league, so that means nothing. Uh, right. But Wendell Carter looks good. Like the footwork, the fact that he he he's one of those guys that they'll, he'll get on the floor, go after loose balls. He does a lot of intangible things that you know a, a high first round pick isn't necessarily willing to always do. The fact that he does that means he, he'll he'll be willing to fit in just about anywhere. So I'm looking at the Bulls. I'm looking to see how Wendell Carter can accentuate this team. Um, I'm looking to see how Zach Levine adjusts to now having to play with other talented players and not just turn into the Zach Levine show. So this team could go in, in one of two directions. It's going to become the Zach Levine show, and it's going to be entertaining, but it's going to be terrible. Or Zach yeah. can learn how to how to get his within this within the arrangement they have, and then you know they the Bulls might surprise some teams. Um, also in the East, I'm looking at Toronto too. Uh, the, only if they get Kawhi, because I, I think that team needs to be stripped down to the studs. Mm-hmm. I said this, you know, in our pod is DeRozan and Lowry are not the best teams. Not the best players on a championship contender. <clears throat> he needs to be the number two guy at best. Um, I'm interested in Milwaukee, and only because of whether Giannis is going to take that next step to where he's truly the best player in the East, and if what he can do overcomes what uh, Bledsoe is going to do to their team, which can't be. So right. you know, he's got to overcome whatever Eric Bledsoe's on. Uh, so let one yeah, more. Eric Eric Bledsoe's becoming the new the new Raymond <laughs> Felton. <laughs> um, oh, the new Raymond Felton though. It ain't that bad, is it? I don't know if he's that bad. I'm not. I'm not ready to put him that on that category. But uh, hey, but Eric Eric Bledsoe is like he he is. Making his his case to be a candidate for the Hennessy Smith Award. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's he's knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door. He wanted his Hennessy bottle, man. Right, yeah, right. He wanted bad, but he wanted bad. He wanted to sit back and drink. You know, what I'm saying with with Mr. Hennessy. So we'll see. Presented by Jordan Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Bell. <laughs> All right, so so the Western Conference. Out West, um, I don't think Houston's going to be as good as people think. I think Trevor Ariza leaving is a huge deal. I think so, too. It's a huge deal. It's bigger than what people think, man. Um, if they were to replace him with Melo, 
I think they will be the only team that could shoot with Golden State. But they lose a shootout because Melo ain't guarding nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be interested in seeing how Cousins fits with the rest of that team when he gets back. I don't I don't think it's a given, man, that that this works. I think they're good enough to where they might still be able to, to make a deep run and pull it off. I don't think it's a given. You know, you got DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant and Draymond Green in the same locker room. Those are some, some volatile personalities, you know. So Mary. I I don't I, I don't I think Boogie's gonna play his position in that setting now. I would hope so. I would hope so. If he really wants to win, he will. You know, he's gonna look at it like, look, I only gotta do this for a few months. Mm-hmm. But you know, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Uh the Lakers are the Lakers. I'm interested in Phoenix. Interested in Phoenix. I'm very interested in Phoenix. You got Devin Booker. Now you got a veteran Trevor Reza out there. You got a young cat, uh, DeAndre Ayton. I want to see how Ayton and Booker work together because I think that's a perfect inside-outside combination if they can get it to work. And yeah, I agree. They could sneak in to the playoffs. And then, you know, I want to see how OKC is going to manage to crash and break. <laughs> oh, the, tra- know- the trap house. <laughs> the trap house. Yeah, it's the trap house. It's the trap music house, baby. The home of Russell Westbrook, man. The only thing going in Oklahoma City. Yep. We have uh, a party and Carmelo's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about talk about giving them a boot, boy. They they straight off uh Uncle Phil. They straight off Uncle Phil uh Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> they threw him out like jazz. Man, man. threw him out like jazz, baby. But uh, that was so disrespectful. I got, so here's here's my three. Uh, first for the West, uh, since we gonna, I just stay on the West. Somebody's got to come out. I'm looking at the top eight, uh, and I'm looking at the bottom eight. So, so that means it's, it's gonna be some decline in some teams, and then it's gonna be a rise. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, I, I just don't know. They make me scratch my head, man. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know if they're doing anything to improve the team. I keep hearing all these rumors about Damian Lillard being traded, but they're kind of in a flux. So I'm going to bring them down and I'm going to rise up the Denver Nuggets. I think the Denver Nuggets are the truth, man. I think next year they're going to have a nice squad. Uh, Isaiah Thomas could be a nice six man coming off. He could play the Jamal Crawford role. We don't know, but you know, they signed Djokovic. I mean, uh, not Djokovic. uh, That's the tennis. Uh, what's the dude name? Jokic. Jokic. Jokic, yeah. Yeah, they signed Jokic, who's a solid big man. They got Murray. They got they signed my boy uh, Will the Thrill Barton, who said famously said on, on uh, before a dunk contest, when I see the rim, I just want to attack it. I'm like, what? <laughs> what <the? laughs> when I see that rim, I just want to beat it. I'm like, what are you talking about? For- Will, then you go, then you call yourself Will the Thrill? Like, dude, get, dude, this is not the 80s, man. This is not Last Dragon. Like, dude, you, you know, don't <laughs> stop trying to make yourself sound catchy. You're, you're a solid sound- basketball player, and that's it. Just leave it at that. You sound like Ivan Drago from Rocky. You <laughs> <laughs> like, they call me Will the Thrill. When I see the rim, I just want to beat it. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> what? I, I, I remember sitting there, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching the dunk contest. Like he is talking about an actual basketball rim, right? Yeah, like, he's talking about the rim. <laughs> like, he just, he was, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sitting there with my wife, and, and she's watching the dunk contest, and she, you know, she had, she looked at me in confusion, like she wanted me to explain who Will Barton is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I've never heard of him. Like, who, who is this weirdo on the TV? Who is this guy? <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you. I've never heard of this dude. So yeah, I but I but I watched this game. He's developed into a really nice player. Uh, he had a really good year last year. Got a nice little contract extension. So I think they're gonna be solid next year. Uh, my next one, Chris took mine, Phoenix Suns. I think Phoenix is going to come up. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs. Um, and I think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs too. What's, I, I don't think I don't think Minnesota's going to make it. There's too much drama. What's his name? Now, what do y'all think of Jimmy Butler turning down all that money? I don't know what that's all about, but. <laughs> well, did you hear that rumor that was going around that, like, him and um... – him and uh, uh, Kyrie Irving were trying to find out that, a way they could yeah, play together. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy, doesn't, Jimmy doesn't like players with more talent than him. That's because true. What, what happens is when you have more talent, and I, I mean, you have a ton of talent and they work hard and try hard. You know, those are the dudes. Than basketball, yeah. you have guys who are truly talented. Hello? I don't have to work as hard as yeah. Jimmy yeah. hates this guy, and that's what Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins are. Those are the guys who are like, I can do this, and I don't even have to sweat. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, like, well, I have to sweat doing that, so you should be sweating. I didn't think about it like that in regards to Jimmy. I, I just don't, you know, I don't understand, you know, how you on such a good. I thought Minnesota was headed the right direction. And then now you're hearing all this drama. It's like, really, come on. It's like the Bulls all over again when, you know, Tom Thibodeau's last year with us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's clearly a problem. Tibbs let that dude run rough shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Tibbs' fault. It's Tibbs' fault, for sure. Uh, my last team is New Orleans Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are going to be f- very solid. Uh, I think they're going to s- maintain their playoff uh, position. The Spurs, I don't know what's going to happen with the Spurs, but they're moving down. I, we might see the first year. We might not see a Spurs team in the playoffs. Do you all agree with that? Stop. I don't want to write them off just yet. I'll write off. <sighs> they gave up a lot, man. What? They gave up those two rookies, well, two players. I think Anderson's gone. Uh, there's another player they let go. Um, that was what well, I was pretty good for them last year. Popo turned Lonnie Walker into whatever he needs to be. <laughs> Lonnie Walker. <laughs> so Lonnie Walker going to be the next Kawhi Leonard? What, whoever, man. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a factory over there. It's, it's no way to explain it. No one knows what's going on. But. Once you put on that jersey, you get penciled into a playoff position. Hey, man, it's the soul box. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's the soul box. I forgot about that. It Powerful goes. organization. Powerful organization. Oh, well, well, 
how dare myself for even doubting the Spurs. I, I will keep the Spurs up there, but I do believe in New Orleans. In the East, I got uh, – I, I, this hurts me to say – this hurts when I say this, but I keep – and you're going to disagree with me. I know you are. I, I just keep believing in Washington Wizards for some reason. I, 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 I don't know if a miracle is going to happen, but I think the White Howard gives them an element they didn't have last year. Yes. Dude. But it ain't a good element. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but he's, he's better than Gortat. Yeah, he's way better. Than, that's an upgrade over Gortat, though. It you got to admit that. That's not saying much. Gortat is soft. I mean, they both soft. But, you know, go, at least at least Kevin Durant – I mean, not Kevin Durant. At least uh, – it's funny how I'm saying soft and then Kevin Durant just automatically pops up in my mouth by mistake. But the white – <laughs> the white, no, 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 I'm not gonna do that to Kevin Durant. The white Howard, he's soft, but the man still gets double doubles. He still is gonna get you at least two or three blocks a game. He 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 does to me offensively and defensively way more than than what Gortat. Gortat was a bad locker room cancer. He was pointing fingers and dividing the team, and that was a bad mix. The white, the white's a little bit more humble over the years. He's kind of learned. He was in the dungeon in Charlotte. He got put on some bad a bad team in Atlanta. I think he's kind of shooken out of that being so full of himself that now he's uh, open to just going to a team and just being productive. And I think it's going to help Washington more than hurt Washington. Uh, I, so instead of an AC, they might be a six or a seven. Seed. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what that means. Yeah, I mean, with LeBron being out of the East, a lot of teams are going to prepare. Toronto Raptors, I'm not ready to count them out yet. I think, you know, the Raptors' problem was LeBron James. Like, they just could not beat LeBron. They can beat everybody in the East, but they just can't beat LeBron. It's something mental with that. I don't think they're going to finish number one in the East. I think Boston is going to be between Boston and Philly, but I'm not ready to count out Toronto just yet. Cleveland is done. Uh, the Pacers made a mistake by giving rid of the GOAT. And then, and then um, I like Milwaukee, and I also – like the Bulls, I'm, I'm, I think the Bulls are going to be a playoff team this year. I think they're going to be an eighth seed or possibly number seven seed. I think the Bulls need to be good this year. They can't tank like they did last year because now there's going to be a lot of free agents coming up in the following season. So you want to make the Bulls want to be attractive enough to say to these free agents to say, hey, well, maybe I can, you know, the I like the direction the Bulls going. Maybe you know, if Demar, if marketing comes out. And, and, and and doubles his numbers from last season or or doesn't have a sophomore slump, uh, if Zach Levine plays better. There's a lot of ifs with the Bulls, but if they if they end up getting over those humps and, and getting an A for seven seed, they can make themselves attractive enough to get a free J agent over here and make us competitive again. Real quick, I wanna make I wanna make a little bold statement. Uh -oh. I make statements I make statements like this because it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I think Cleveland might hover around that eighth seed. What? Yeah. Even it's if they even, even if they trade, even, uh, hold on, Chris. Even if they trade Kevin Love. Well, no. Okay. Um, and depending on what they get back for him, but as currently composed, Cleveland can hover around that eighth seed. They might not make it. They might miss it like the last week of the year, but they'll they'll be there. They'll be playing some meaningful basketball um, toward the end of the year. 
unless they've just sold themselves on tanking and they trade away Kevin Love. Hmm. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. It's possible. It's possible. You know, especially if Kevin Love stays and it's possible. That ain't that ain't, you know. I mean, Cleveland's not a bad team just because LeBron left. They still got some pieces, and they're in the East. I mean, you know, right. you can't exactly. count out anybody in the East. All those young, energetic players, they they have about as good of a chance. They have about as good of a chance as Washington. Yeah. I, I think Washington, Washington, the Washington Wizards are the Wale of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> they, they think they this and they that. Appropriately enough. And, and it's fitting because he's from Washington. <laughs> Man, yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you know, I, 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 Sexton. I, I watched a little summer league of him. I was a little impressed with him. I mean, I don't take a lot of stock in summer league either. I look for certain things too. But and and, and Colin Sexton is nice. I think he's gonna be. Uh, I mean, he got. He got. They're gonna give him the green light as a point guard in Cleveland. Uh, so he's going to make all his mistakes and everything. But if he works it out, he can turn out to be a decent point guard for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. So uh, for our last segment, we'll briefly discuss these next two topics. Uh, I wanted to talk about this with you guys. Shady McCoy, man. Have y'all, been, have y'all followed this story? Yeah, I, I, I followed the story, man. Um to me, it's it. it my, I'm not going to get in all into the minutia of who's right and who's wrong, who's lying, who's telling the truth. Like to me, it's sounding like he's just trying to, he's trying to protect himself from a gold digger, but he's going about it in a very bad way. Do you think he set her up to get pummeled like that? Possibly, possibly. So but here's the thing: he's made claims before, before all this stuff happened. He's made. He's tried to like take her to court to get her out of that house and to get his jury back, and like it's been, you know, he's it's been tied up in the legal system, and he's been on record saying before that he was he feared that she was going to basically put some some false information about him out there to impugn his character. I mean, he she go ahead, Chris. I need I need to be caught up a little bit because the the last I saw of it because it was. It was early last week, um, last I saw of it, where the pictures just came out, where it's just like somebody thrashed this chick. And, yeah. And, you know, they were, they were putting it on Shady and saying he had a pattern of violence. I mean, is it, what's developed since then? Well, well basically, here, here's, here's what happened. The court documents show that McCoy had been trying to evict Corden, who is uh, the girlfriend, Delicia Corden, from a house that he owned in Milton, Georgia for some time and was concerned that Corden would falsely accuse him of domestic violence. Corden was robbed and assaulted at the home by a masked assailant in July 10th, which coincidentally was the same day as a previously postponed court date for the eviction hearing. The silent, uh, the assassin, the, the assassin stole jewelry that Corden claimed McCoy gifted her. So that's the latest. Right. The circumstantial evidence looks very strong. That he he might have been behind setting her up. You know, I, hey, you know. He, it it, it kind of sounds to me like he's gotten impatient 
with with the justice system. That's what it sounds like to me. I think the dude got a raw deal. Him and the girl ain't together no more for whatever reason. He wants his stuff back. She ain't giving it up. And now he's lashing out. You know? Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. So, so now they're saying that it wasn't Shady that put his hands on her. It was a, it it was was a, a robber. Yeah. Yeah, it was a robber. But now they're claiming that Shady might have planned this or set her up to be robbed and beaten. See, now you're losing credibility because when it first came out, her and her friend were blaming Shady. Right. They they blame Shady for being uh, Adrian Peterson, for being a, a Michael Vick, and uh, Ray They're trying to, like, transform him into one, these three superstars who have problems <laughs> into one player. Like, this nigga's Megatron. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like the Power Rangers, you know. Yeah, and when you think about it, he kind of plays like all three. Um, it just see, I, I, I have a hard time with these whole. I know you want the dime, man, and, and, and <laughs> she has to, she has to fit your your athlete football persona. But it's like a lot of times these chicks crazy, dude, and and they ignore it. Because it looked good on your Instagram page, right? You got yeah. It gets to a certain point. I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want anything bad to happen to people. But it gets mm-hmm. to a certain point where you just want these people to start weeding themselves out, and then you don't even get a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, but the whole, the whole, you know, everything about this just stinks. Like, it does. Right. You know, it's like you got bad people doing bad things, and it's like, you know, dude, just if you don't want to be with this chick no more, brush your hands of it and and walk away, and call it a day, man. Charge whatever jury you bought her, how she put her in, man. Charge it to the game, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, know, I get, I get the impulse to want to. you know, hold down what's yours and, and, and not have anybody, like, like take advantage of you, but you know, man, you might have to take this L, man. Just just walk away. It ain't it ain't worth the drama. Yeah. I, I, I think so, too. I, I, the, this whole situation, especially, it puts the NFL in a bad uh, situation again because of all this stuff. And it, it always is hearsay, you know, and, and, and there's nothing really written there's nothing written in stone that he actually did all these things. So, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that's going to be like, you know, you got the Me Too movement and all that stuff that's going to be like, oh, and, you know, don't support the NFL because all they, they allow is women beaters and stuff like that. But it's really, it's, in McCoy's case is different from Ray Rice's case. It's, it's like there's really no, nothing really, no evidence that is linked to, back to McCoy doing all these things. It's just like a gold digger chick that, you know, wants to put this man on the bad light because they had a bad relationship. It said in the article they had a tumultuous relationship. So it was like, man, you're like, <laughs> it's almost similar to, I don't know if you meant, I don't know if y'all know about uh, the Gilbert Arenas with his, what happened with his ex-wife, you know, but it just seems kind of fishy. It, it's, it's real bizarre, you know. But it's, it's when when bad people do bad things to other bad people. It it it's just it does get hard to care, right? 
Yeah, the women like that who are crazy, it's not outside of the realm of possibility to think that she set this up herself. Some of these women, man, will take a beating from something mm-hmm. higher to hold on to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Not saying all of them, you know, right? But it's a good amount of crazy women out here. A lot of them look good, and a lot of them find their ways on the on the arm of an athlete. Yep. I mean, they sit. A lot of them sit in the front row. I mean, they all set up for these athletes to to choose from to see which one they want, and you know, the athletes fall in love with them, and then the next thing you know, it's just you know, it, it turns into a disaster. So. Uh, it's it's bad, man. It's it's real bad, and it's just not. <laughs> I feel sorry for the whole situation. It's 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 bad all across the board. So last but not least, I want to give out an award, and we talked about him a little bit during this segment, but we didn't really focus in on him. But I want to just touch on this briefly before we end the show. I want to hand out an award that uh, Ian <laughs> has has added to the show that I think really fits. And it's the Ain't Nobody Coming to See You Otis Award. And it's gonna, this one is, I'm giving this award today to Zach Levine. Yeah. And, and here's the reason why Zach Levine came out and said that he was disappointed in the Bulls organization for not offering him, uh, giving him an offer or waiting until other teams offered him an uh, offer sheet. And he was saying, oh, that says a lot about how an organization feels about you when they wait until another team offers you something. Zach, come on, bro. You, you, you shot the ball 38% from the field. You 34% from three-point range. You only averaged 16 points. You coming off a tour in ACL. Like, bro, come on, man. You, you, yeah, how much do you really think you're worth? Do you really think it's fair to, 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 to get paid? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, dude, you you won two dunk contests to your name. That's the only thing that big that you have accomplished throughout your career. How about get a team to the playoffs before you start talking about, oh, well, this team, you know, the Bulls don't want to, you know, this is just another sad attempt to give Bulls fans a reason to blame the organization for something. Like, go on somewhere. It, we, uh, listen, I don't. I mean, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. There's plenty of blame to go around with the Bulls organization. Yeah. But in this case, they were they were they were right for not offering him a truckload of money, man. Like, what is what is he expecting? They what I think Zach is may have gotten some advice. His agent might be young or someone new to the game. That don't sound like some like a uh, uh, old school grizzle agent would have they got say. Because if you understood how it works, you know what I'm saying. The Bulls they going they going they played it right. You know, they're going to go out there, see what you get. We'll match if you get something, but let's see what you get. You think you're worth this. We don't. Let's see what the rest of the league thinks you're worth. It happens every year, all the time. Yep. So, yeah. again, it, it, it's, it's sad, man. It's, it's To me, I feel like, you know, Zach, you know, do 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 something more than just do cool dunks, like they say in Game of Zones. You you, you do some hit, put up twenty five, raise that average up ten points, make an All Star team, do something productive with your career before you start explaining, you know, why why you feel like the Bulls is not right. I'm I'm all the way on. I, I don't like the guard packs. 
but I'm on the guard pack side on this one. So, you know, with that said, I'm just going to play this little thing. If, 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 if y'all, oh, it, it's not, it's not coming in good on eyes. But I was going to play the, the, the ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. I don't know, Ian, if you got it. Oh, man, hold on. Give me. <laughs> Fire no, man. I'd have queued it up. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, man. But we, we all seen the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> They coming to see the temptation. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> Zach, ain't nobody coming to see you, man. Gone somewhere. But we're gonna end the show on that note. Chris, thanks a lot for stopping by on the podcast. No doubt, no doubt. Apologize for yeah. the uh go ahead. Well, I say we out here, man. I'm I'm selling bottles of water with no permit. I'm 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 using charcoal to grill my meat. I'm, I'm jumping in white people's swimming pools. I'm using CBS coupons. <laughs> I know I expired. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yo, this is the season finale. Uh, I'm going to get it started. Once the NFL season starts, I'm going to be right back in. We're going to do the new season once the NFL season starts because that's going to go right into basketball season where I have a lot more topics to talk about, uh, including one topic we didn't get a chance to discuss, Le'Veon Bell, but – who cares about him? Anyway, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see you on the next one. Thanks again, Chris, for stopping by. And we're going to do this again uh, next season. For sure. And, uh, don't podcast forget. Dropping later on this week. Be on the lookout for it. We're doing the best storytelling raps of all time. It's going to be good. Cool, cool. And I'm going to try to connect on telephone hookup doing my part. <laughs> so I'm going to try to multitask. Appreciate you having me, Rod. <laughs> Uh, stay out of the podcast oh, no as always. We're rolling up on our season finale as well. We're probably going to squeeze in two more episodes and we're going to call it one until okay. uh, they start snapping footballs. All right, all right, all right. Well, thanks for joining the show and we'll see you guys later. All right, for sure. Peace. Peace out. All right.